You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you i created a postpartum fitness plan it's called post baby bod and Everything I learned, I just put it into that PDF file because I was like, I even as a fitness professional, I didn't know any of this information. And I jumped back into it way too quickly. I was teaching at a health resort at the time. And I was two months postpartum taking this high impact Tabata (gasps) class so that I knew how to teach it as soon as I came back to work. Just like jumping and doing all these crazy Oof. things that I think about now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Mm. Because the crazy thing is that even if you feel well, you're like, I feel great. I feel back to quote normal. There's so much internal healing that has to transpire. So you have no idea what's going on internally. And you could be doing these things and it could really affect you for the rest of your life. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 155. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. How's it going? It's going. Normally we give little updates here about like what's going on in our lives, and there, but there isn't anything. Right. We, we can't leave. Well, let's see. I did walk from the kitchen into the living room, and I went outside today. I, I went and got the mail. It's very brave of you. I brought the trash can in from the curb. Thank you. You're welcome. It was very exciting. It sounds it. Yeah. It's riveting stuff. Yeah. And then I was on, on phone calls all day long. <laughs> Woo! So uh, I guess since there's no real updates, let's just uh, hear what we're going to talk about this week. All right. We're going to talk about Peloton. Okay. Good enough. Uh, no, but for real, we're going to talk about the earnings. We're going to talk about some new stuff that's popped up on Peloton. We're going to talk about several articles and let's see some new stuff. They had a, a new commercial we had to talk about. Then we are going to talk about what we're going to do about the tonal winner. Yes. Uh, And then we've got some fun stuff going on with the instructors. Some of the tribes have some fun stuff going on. And I think that is all. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, 
Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, so you can go there, rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe so you never miss an episode. We have a new review. I would like to hear it. This is from StrongBad6901. Oh, okay. Okay. First off, I would just like to show the amount of restraint that I'm using. Okay. Because there's a six and a nine in the right, screen right, name. Right, right, right. I'm with you. Good for you. Didn't say a thing. I Thank just you. wanted to point that out. Thank you. Okay. Tom and Crystal meeting y'all in per- They said y'all. Did, it's, I'm really? reading this as they wrote it. Oh. I didn't add. I didn't get very Southern on you. Okay. All of a sudden. Okay. Meeting y'all in person <laughs> is on the top of my bucket list right next to being on the TV show Survivor. <laughs> Your podcast is my favorite thing about Friday mornings as a 2014 OG. I've seen all the growth and changes along the way. And I have to say that the clip out is one of my very favorite things Aww. about being part of the Peloton community. Oh, my gosh. Thank you both so much. For all you do, or is it all y'all do? <laughs> Leaderboard named Susan ATX, Susan Burton from Austin, Texas. Oh, I love Susan. She is one of the sweetest people. She always sends messages and, and she's always so helpful with little things like she'll send little articles and she's just the best. She's just sweet as molasses. She is. I'm trying to be Southern too. I bet with that Southern accent that I imagine that she has. I bet. Well, we know she like she left us a message that one time. She left us a voicemail. Oh, okay. you remember that? Yeah. But I bet you she could really say things like "bless your heart." Probably. And it might sound like she means it nicely. But she doesn't. She doesn't. No, bless your heart. That's a double. That's yeah. a double whammy right it's there. Some southern Sounds passive sweet, aggressiveness. But no. Well, thank you for the nice review, and thank you for not having that review include "bless our hearts." Yes, it was a very nice review, and I, you are amazing. And uh, I guess I should be fixing to get back to the shameless plugs. That's more Southern talk, just <laughs> so you know. We have a new uh, shameless plug to insert, which is don't forget to tag the clip out on the bike. Use the clip out tag when you're on there. Yes, please. Then that's the hashtag if you don't right. know what he's talking about. It's new, so everybody doesn't quite have sure. it down yet. We're yeah. still getting used to that. I'm still struggling with it. <laughs> well, it's probably because you're not on the bike. I haven't used any tags yet. Mm. <laughs> also you can find us on Facebook Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there uh, Like the page join the group And of course sign up for our newsletter At the clip where you Can get uh, well a newsletter That's when you just started it I off forgot the sentence Sunday. By Saying sign up the newsletter and and on Most Sundays <laughs> you will get a Newsletter with links And pictures and things like That to all the things we talk about so Yeah you know when I remembered that I had forgotten it, That would definitely be today which Is Wednesday so, like right in this very moment. No, it was earlier um, today when I was putting everything together for the show. It I was like, aw, dang. It, do, <laughs> it doesn't help that there are no days of the week anymore. Mm, that's like true. That that's true. Makes it difficult. Still, so. I'm sorry. I was on a real roll. You were. You were good. Yeah, I wasn't even teasing about it. And ta-da. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's all of that. Uh, let's dig in, shall we? Yes. It's time for news of the Pelican. So the earnings report happened moments ago as of this recording so we are fresh off the earnings report call the question of the day are we rich uh well i mean you know here's the thing last time just before the earnings call the stock price went up and it did again today oh look at that yeah we're at 3803 as of closing today which is again wednesday now also, the last time we talked about an earnings report, the next day, it plummeted severely. 
And that was because they had adjusted their guidance for the rest of the year. Uh, I think it was for quarter three. I don't want to delve into the whole thing, but it was like they had expected a bunch of bikes and treads to go in the second quarter or third quarter. Right. And then ended up going in the second quarter because of ever, how everything fell. They gotcha. got things done they could faster. Ship them fa- they yes. shipped them faster. Yes. And so those transactions fell in a different quarter. And, and yeah. so that's why they adjusted it. It really wasn't a bad adjustment, but the market is, is stupid. They're so weird. I um, yeah. We're doing well today. Are we rich? We're never going to be rich because we didn't buy enough shares to be rich, even if they do amazing. I forgot about that part. Yeah, so you got to, and you got to sell them. But um, regardless, the answer to all of that is they're doing very well. I didn't get to hear a ton because, you know, I was working while I was listening. So it makes it hard. What did you hear? I heard that their churn rate was at an all-time low. Or maybe not all time, but I think they said four and a half years, which I mean, you go back four and a half years. Was there enough bikes to even churn? Yeah, they they (laughs) I think officially they've been at it for six years. So, so yeah, that's amazing. But when the numbers of people have increased that much, but your churn rate is lower like that's. Didn't they say that they had uh, it was like one point? I think they said like one point six million users. I think that something like that. And then like for the digital subscription, it was something crazy like three hundred and seventy six thousand. Yeah, it was a huge number. And that was just for six weeks. Yeah, that was just six weeks that they had done that. And of course, time will tell if those will flip over into long term purchases. Right. I also thought it was interesting that as of right now, they are spending zero dollars on marketing yeah and that they've paused all their marketing because of the coronavirus crisis so they're recognizing more profit just because obviously as we know there's been a spike in purchases for at-home fitness and they're not spending dollar one to drive those sales that they're coasting for lack of a better word off the brand that they've established over the last six years so I didn't hear if they said that their expenses in general were down or if it was just the marketing sales and marketing was down because they also said that some of the other expenses were up due to like hazard pay for people who are yeah. in the warehouse. I yeah. didn't hear the overall. It's It sounded like their, some of their expenses were up some, but not much not and that the marketing costs offset them a great deal okay. and that. Yeah, there's the hazard pay and that they're I guess they were paying to ship things faster faster to get them into the marketplace even quicker as they saw demand spiking. Yeah, because they're trying to keep up with the the bike demand. Obviously, they can't ship those treadmills. And I thought another interesting thing that they said, I think it was uh, John Foley who's who said it. I call him John. Yeah. Because we're you and John. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. That they had to essentially scuttle plans for announcements of new product. Yeah, which we'll get to how things went this Saturday uh, on the, the quote unquote homecoming fireside chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of the thought processes that came up within our Zoom call is, well, maybe they aren't making announcements because they can't. Yeah. Like there's there's no retail stores. They're not open. There's no place to sell them. There's no logistics available to get them to people. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, Foley did not... That's what I call him. Uh, oh, right. He he didn't uh, he did not say or commit to a time frame of when they would be announcing. But I kind of heard that little slip of it sounds like it might still be this year, or at least he's hopeful that it's yeah. going to be this year. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I got that same vibe that he doesn't want to commit to anything, obviously. But that Johnny, that's what I call him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what. <laughs> That, that Johnny's hope, hopeful that uh, we can all get back to some semblance of normalcy and then things like that can resume. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's definitely what I heard. I also thought some things that were interesting was that right now their guidance says that they do not include any kind of uh, delivery for the treads for this entire next quarter. Yeah. Um, and they said that if they are able to start delivering prior to that, that they would adjust, you know, that that guidance would just go up. But they're not including that. So that tells me that they don't think that they're going to be they're at least planning for the worst that they're not going to be able to right. deliver treads this quarter. And they said that they were going to be on the trailing edge of opening up their retail stores that that because they're having this amazing demand without the marketing, they don't need to open up their retail stores. And I was so happy to hear that their retail employees are still working, are able to work remotely. They're helping out with inside sales. They're helping out with other things at home. So they're not out of a job if they're not opening up. And he also, John... My buddy Foley. Right. He pointed out that they would be able to get even better deals for new places to open in the future. Yeah, because with retail taking a hit, they and we're reading between the lines, but I think the the implication is that they think that rents will drop and they'll be able to leverage that for, you know, better square footage prices when it comes to storefronts. Yeah. So I think it was definitely a decision that they made. I think they were hoping this whole time they'd be able to make some announcement. But as the world continues to progress, the COVID continues to progress, rather, I feel like they have to keep adjusting and they have to keep pushing off those announcements. And so I don't know when they're coming, but they're still out there. He used the words, there is a big backlog of things that they are bringing to the market. Yes. And also, uh, Folster. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I call him. Yeah. Felt that this is a permanent shift in how people will exercise that just the the at-home fitness aspect is that he doesn't think and i tend to agree that a lot of people they ain't going back i mean i agree with that i think once you got the stuff in your house why would you well a lot of naysayers feel that you know they're gonna crave getting back out there with the people but johnny boy that's what i call him says that you know That's not necessarily true because there's going to be eventually the world's going to open back up. There's going to be other opportunities to have those moments to interact. And of course, there's the Peloton community that they can interact. Yeah, like you still like I I think a lot of the, the naysayers just they still don't fathom the level of community that's there with Peloton if you want it. And I think it's more engaging than a gym because you go to a gym, you don't even want to make eye contact with people. So and it's funny for somebody who won't use the equipment, but okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I but I do engage with the community. You do. You so do. There. You do. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's what uh, that's how the earnings report went. That's what uh, Johnny B. Good. That's what I call him. Yeah. Uh, had the Folster. That's Folster. what I call him. Uh, no, I already use oh, that. Oh, you already use yeah. that one? Okay. Uh, John John. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I guess from there, let's uh, segue into a recap of quote unquote homecoming. (laughs) Wow. No holding back there. You know what? It's it's no one's fault, but it just it just it's it's, obviously it's it's not the same. It felt a little anticlimactic. It did. And, And, you know, to be fair. Uh, Peloton transitioned the uh, what it was called. It wasn't called homecoming anymore. It was called together. We go far. And that is absolutely true for this company, for this community, for everybody involved. But it's an ironic name when we were together, literally not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but the thing is, is that, you know, I anticipated and, and clearly wrongly that um, there were going to be big announcements because they were so like, join us. Right. Don't miss it. There were text updates. There were posts on Facebook reminders like and they don't they don't do a lot of that. So naively, I was waiting with bated breath. I, yeah. I thought this was going to be a big moment, you know, and, and it wasn't. It was just basically asking some questions. And, and it was and unfortunately, it was questions that you and I had already asked while we were up on stage <laughs> a couple years ago at the actual homecoming. But there are lots of new people that haven't seen there that. are yeah. there are. And that's that's a very good point. I mean, there are so many people that haven't heard this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's just kind of part of like. For me personally, I, this does not speak for the entire community. Obviously, I couldn't do that if I wanted to. But, but you know, I've been a part of this community for a long time now. And it's like, I mean, I think that's the first time I felt like a little bit of repetition. Yeah. I've seen this, been there, done that, you know. And that's not Peloton style. Right. And, and I know for a fact that I, there's not a doubt in my mind. I don't know for a fact, but there's no doubt in my mind that had they had their way, it wouldn't have been sure. that. Yeah. No, nobody went into this planning it like yeah. that. But then there was also the warehouse sale, which was not great, <laughs> you know, and, and I didn't think that it was going to be because it in person, you can like bring out more stock and dump it in the boxes. Right. It's a lot harder to do that online. And, I, and also, I think uh, someone made a good point, And I had thought the same thing, that a lot of that stuff is probably uninventoried. So to, to put it right. back online, to re like classify it, to put it back into an online store. Like, I mean, it's not worth spending that kind of money on the labor to then blow it out at three bucks for a sports bra. And it's true. It's true. But the end result was that everything that was out there went really fast. It was gone by like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. The, the wide variety of sizes were gone very early. And so people were left frustrated and disappointed. But there is a silver lining to all of this. Next year is going to be amazing. <laughs> Like, because they're going to have all the stuff they couldn't sell at the warehouse this year. True. So, like, they're just going to throw it into next year's there, bins. There's also another silver lining. That you didn't have to spend any money? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> that you didn't have to spend any money. I didn't, and not one penny, because everything that was on sale, I have already bought. <laughs> so, the good news is we've already gotten it. The bad news is you paid full price. Well, I didn't pay full. <laughs> you paid full price. We paid full price. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people, though, that did, were able to actually get the sale, they were happy with their sale prices. Well, that's good. You know, but... You guys got to remember this when it comes to Peloton sales. So many people were caught off guard. And I say this, a lot of you know this, but we got to spread the word, man. When you have these big sales, they can take this out of your cart. Yeah. Pull if right you, out of your if cart. you don't hit buy, it's gone. You don't. What you got to do is shop in shifts. You go in, you find three things you like, hit buy. You go back in, you buy three more things, hit buy. You don't have time to think. This is yeah. not a time to think like, do I really need this? You need it. You absolutely need it. This You're is, here to this, buy. This is a sprint, not a marathon. Yes. Yes. You got to have your shoes on and ready to go. Yes. I don't want to end that subject on a totally negative note, though. Right. Like, uh, I think that as you pointed out, a lot of new people came and got to hear uh, John Foley speak for the first time. Right. Got to see Jen Sherman ask John Foley questions mm -hmm. for the first time. I think I think that's great. And they probably their first interaction with Tom Cortese and not their first 
experience with Cody Rigsby. I'm sure they've taken classes with him and Jen, but seeing them interact like that, seeing the genuineness yeah. that comes from it. But, you know, in all fairness, maybe they have it. People tend to find their instructors and stick with them. So maybe that was a new exposure for both of those instructors. It might have been. You know? might so. have been. So there's a uh, a new quest badge. It's been spotted. Yeah. Nobody knows what it means or what it's for, but it's out there. And it was on screenshots. I, it sounds like somebody sent out an email, perhaps. It's all complete speculation. Right. It was seen. Nobody knows why it was seen or why it was out there. And nobody knows what it is. Because if you go to your, your tablet, you can't find it. Interesting. Um, so all I know is it's green and it says Quest on it. And so... We don't know what that means. We like, don't know what we're going to do with it. Like quest diagnostic? Like you have to give a blood sample? I was or? thinking more like you're going on a quest. Oh, okay. That could be a thing too. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe you get a special badge for giving blood. I don't I don't know. You never know. You never know. Well, we'll have to watch this space to figure out what that means. Definitely. There was a nice article in the New York Times about people panic buying Pelotons. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny to me that, you know, the, the shift just it wasn't even six months ago. Yeah. And we were talking about how uh, people were so frustrated at Peloton because they were, quote unquote, tone deaf for, you know, having the nerve to have a man buy a woman uh, an exercise gift for Christmas. And then here we are in May talking about that, like, uh, it's the must buy of the pandemic season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> having said that. For those of you who think that it's still tone deaf to be talking about that whenever there's people who can't buy their food, I agree with you. And nobody ever said that Peloton was the one making that decision. This well, is just an article. Yeah. And clearly Peloton isn't. They're not. They're not spending a penny on marketing. They're spending zero dollars on marketing. So like that's, that's not a message they're pushing. No, that's that's all just the perception because literally people tweet there. There was an actual tweet that inspired that article that said, I just panic bought a Peloton because <laughs> they were going to be their uh, stay at home orders had been extended right. in this family's home and uh, they had kids and they had an active family and they were like what are we going to do like we cannot yeah. do another few weeks of this staying home and so they bought a peloton and i i get it i really do not know how i mentally would be doing <laughs> this moment <laughs> if there were not exercise equipment in this home yeah. like i don't know what i'd be doing it probably would not be good though most likely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he says with fear in his eyes. <laughs> so uh, I, it's just funny to me, the whole article. Yeah. And again, if it's not as major of a purchase, I think, is is the general public tends to think, especially when all those people who had gym memberships now have that money freed up. That's a good point. And so it's uh, it, a lot of a lot of gyms have frozen those gym memberships. Right. They're just not they're not taking the money. At yeah. This point. So. That's a good point, Tom. Every once in a while, I got one. Yeah, lots of times. So I found an interesting article in the Washington Post about how exercise is working in Spain. I thought this was fascinating. So tell us about it. So they are doing shifts for exercising, like in outdoor places. So my understanding is like you get an assigned time. Right. There are assigned times based on your age group. So from 6 to 10 a.m., Adults get to exercise hmm. Right and then From 10 a.m. to noon 70 and older so all The adults need to go inside And 70 plus they get to Exercise 
from 10 to noon. And then from noon to 7, kids under 14. Interesting. Yeah. And so then I think the parents can can go with them okay because, you know because if they but you well, yeah but you better have a kid with you yeah or you're you gonna get arrested and can't sp- just send your four-year-old out to right. exercise why well, it's good well, uh and then from seven to eight 70 and up again really yeah they get it twice well the, there's shifts like that for and then eight to eleven adults could do it again. So, do they consider anybody over the age of fourteen an adult? I'm assuming that's how that works. If ki- if it's kids or fourteen and yeah. under, then it's probably I guess fourteen to sixty nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! Come on, I passed on one. <laughs> you can't it pass came, on two. It came up twice. <laughs> and, and, you know, 69 okay, okay, okay. Takes two. Okay, just We're saying. Fine. So yeah, so then ad- adults get to go back out again from eight to eleven. Okay. And then I guess from eleven to. 6 a.m. You just need to be in bed. Just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. So anyway, I just thought that was very interesting the way they're uh, they're staggering that, like basically mandating how that works. It is. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's fascinating to see how each different country has been handling this Yeah, at a very high level. Yes. Well, I found an article about Gold's Gym and they are officially filing for bankruptcy. So if you have a Gold's Gym membership, you can roll all that into your Peloton Panic purchase. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a while back we had talked about that they had closed several stores, and um, I think that was in April. And so now, now they are filing for bankruptcy. A lot of people seem to think that they're going to restructure gotcha. and come out of it. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know what will happen there. But It wouldn't surprise me if in some capacity, just even if it changes ownership, someone will acquire that name just because it has such brand recognition in the same way that, you know, someone bought CircuitCity.com. Um, and you know what I mean? It's it's an established brand. So somebody at some point will probably open a gym and look around and be like, can we license that name, if nothing else? That's a very good point. There was a uh, new commercial, Peloton commercial, yeah, in and, Germany. And to be clear, I don't know if it's new or they just posted it to the YouTube channel. Gotcha. Um, because obviously we are not privy to uh, the TV that is happening in Germany. Nor do we sprechen die Deutsch. That is true, too. And so I can't really tell you how great the commercial was. Right. Because it was in German, but it looked great. Was it all like craft work? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just picturing like Mike Myers and Sprockets. <laughs> no, it was a typical kind of feel to it where, you know, you have the instructor on the bike and being very like and motivating. I saw Irene, a lot of Irene in yeah. there. Um did the I, instructor touch a monkey? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't get it. That was from Sprockets on oh, SNL. Okay. Would you like to touch my monkey? <laughs> so, yeah. You know, everybody's wanting to know when and who won the tonal. Yeah, Tom. And so uh, we can't tell you. Right. Because as of the recording of this... The, the contest, time is not up. The contest is still going on. Right. So you, by the time you will hear this, the contest will be wrapping up. But right now, it is still anybody's tonal. Mm-hmm. It's up for grab. It's Schrodinger's tonal. <laughs> it is yours, but it is also everyone's and no one's. But 
So uh, I guess when we should we make them wait a full week or do you think we should post oh, the gosh. answer on Facebook? Well, I didn't so know somebody, if you wanted to have another Zoom call this weekend and announce it on the Zoom call. I don't know if that person's not on the Zoom call, then everyone else on the Zoom call will want to hurt us. Hmm. Well, we don't have to draw it on the Zoom call, right? But we could announce it on the Zoom call, and then we can still put it on Facebook. Okay, we could do that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so when is the Zoom call? <laughs> I don't know, Tom. When is it? Do Saturday. You, don't you have to work at the Morgan's weekend? I, do. I don't. I don't know what days you have to work. I do, in. but I go in at like midnight. Okay. So. so we could. Do you want to do Saturday again? Yeah, let's do that. All right, Saturday, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's when you will find out the tonal winner. So stay tuned, literally. (laughs) Alex Toussaint's having a good week. Yeah, he is. He's on. And he deserves it. What a great guy. Featured on the Golf Channel. Yeah. He is the de facto trainer of the PGA Tour. Wow. It's official. I mean, according to the Golf Channel. (laughs) It's officially unofficial. Right. Yeah. But it was a big thing. Like yeah. it was, they did it up really nice. It was great. The Golf Channel, that must be seen by tens of people. Uh, you know what? I think it's super popular. It probably I, It's is. not our thing, but yeah, I totally. think it's a big deal. I've always read that golf is one of those things, like golf on TV, that it doesn't get huge ratings, but it stays on the air because the people that do watch it got serious bank. Oh, I believe that. And so, and so they want to advertise to those people. And so even though it's fewer people, it's people with so much money, disproportionately speaking. It's so fascinating that uh, that Alex has become the the trainer to all of the athletes. Yeah. I wonder what they could see in each other that they're connecting. And I don't mean that like Alex doesn't have yeah, something to like pick up on. Yeah, not like you're questioning their judgment, but not just like all. of all the instructors, why that one? And if yeah. it was a different one, then why that one? Right, like, it's exactly. A, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. it's because it's not just golf. It's right. it's football and go- it's it's all the sports people that we have talked to. They keep coming back to Alex, and it's just it's just fascinating. In the same way that I'm like, okay, but if you're an Alex guy, you're probably not a I don't know who would that be. I, Emma Lovewell. I don't see those pairing a lot. Right. You know that's not that's not like your go to instructor typically. But on the flip side, if you're an Alex person, you're probably a Robin person. Right. You know, so it's just kind of fascinating to me that like all these sportsy people gravitate there. Yeah. I feel like there's some kind of like common thing they sense in each other. Well, I guess it's maybe ultimately look at it from the other direction that if you're a professional athlete, they probably all have some sort of personality trait in common. And so therefore they're bound to disproportionately land on similar instructors. That's true. It's just a matter of which one. I just find it fascinating. Totally. I feel like there needs to be a psychological map of all of the Peloton instructors and how they relate to the rest of the public. I feel like there's a study that could be done here that would be fascinating. I'll get right on that. Okay. And then also, uh, Alex was on... (laughs) You're like, uh, let me finish. (laughs) He was on the Today Show. Yes, he was. Sort of. Like, it was a video of him on the Today Show. Actually, Rory McIlroy was on the Today Show. And then there was a video telling Rory McIlroy happy birthday. Gotcha. It was very cool. It was, and you could see Rory in the background. Yeah. It was very, like, he was like, oh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I hate to say cute because it sounds like I'm making it small. And it wasn't at all. It was, it was a really nice thing. Very cool. 
And uh, this next thing isn't exactly new news. Not but, at all. But it might be new information to a lot of people. Was I to me. I didn't know this, and uh, I found it fascinating. Me too. <laughs> Christine D'Ercole was in Dead Poets Society. Right? Like, who knew? Yeah. I mean, probably a lot of you. But I didn't know that. And it was... Um, I don't even remember. I was checking out something else in the uh, the Canada Peloton Writers Group. And then all of a sudden... There was this thing about, did you guys know this? And I was like, well, I did not know that. And then somebody had actually gone to the trouble to go fact check it because apparently Christine at some point on her Instagram mentioned it. So like it is official. It is her. And then she went to prom with one of the cast members. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's really like what? Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. There's little things about our instructors. I know. That's really cool. Yeah. The feel good fam has uh, tips for people. Yeah, it's it's kind of a little program they're doing. So do you know who Jake Goldstein is? No. Okay, he's important. All you got to know is Jake Goldstein is coming on to their group just for the feel good fam. So you got to be part of it. And they're going to swarm on Alex's on demand class. And then Jake is going to for a whole week, like focus on different aspects of like training. So, you know, bike positioning technique, that kind of thing. And uh, then there's going to be some Instagram live Q&A sessions where you can discuss the strategies and uh, learn how to break through plateaus. So the first event is this Saturday, May 9th. And then uh, there's going to be an output test. You can find out all about that. You can go to Jake Goldstein's uh, Instagram. You can find it on the Feel Good Fam. It's out there. But uh, everybody's going to work together to go through this like training program. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's really that, that is cool. Speaking of training programs, yeah, how's Fight Camp treating you? It's treating me very well. I uh, really, I know I keep saying the same thing. Like I'm really enjoying like being able to do it. You know, my favorite thing this week is that whenever I am able to use Fight Camp, I feel like I'm working my core without doing things like crunches. Yeah, it's an all over workout. You know, you're working your arms, you're working, uh, you know, your shoulders your chest, all of that, but you're also working your core. Right. And whenever they throw in things like squats, you're working your lower body too, and you're doing all the twisting. And so it's like you just get this amazing workout, but you don't feel like you're working out. It's like you were a kid and you're playing a game and you feel like you're playing rather than working out, which for me tends to be the secret of success of sticking with something. Totally. I mean, I did a crunch once. It was... (laughs) It was awful. It was. I'm still a little tender. I'm not going to lie. Chicken tender. Yeah. It was high school. It was a crazy time. Yeah, I you've been liking it so much. I um I I don't want to ruin it before you but I'm just gonna, for Mother's Day, uh-huh. I got you one of those uh those spit buckets. <laughs> that they That's very thoughtful. Yeah. Tom. So you'd be like a real boxer. Hmm. And you can just Mm. Right in there. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. So try to act excited when you open it. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> See what I can do. So, uh, you know, I one of the really cool things I think about it, too, is, you know, right now, everybody's looking for new and exciting things to do it with their at-home gym. Yeah. And it's a great compliment. It, it is. And it's also, as we pointed out before, fabulous that it can be delivered to your home. You don't have to have somebody come in and set it up. And it's easy to set up because you and I did it. Totally. Which, which says it all. You don't need any more proof than that. You don't. Yeah. And uh, so 
And if you already have a bag, if you already have a boxing bag, boom, all you got to do is buy the gloves and the sensors and you are off to the races. Easy peasy. So if you want more information, just uh, go to joinfightcamp.com. And if you do purchase, don't forget to tell them at the end of your purchase, there's a survey. The clip out is where you got it from. So uh, Mark Rubenstein. Yes. Mark Rubenstein is actually the reason I was over at the Canada Peloton Riders. Okay. Go ahead. So he has a little a little fundraiser going on. He does. And so uh, just to be clear, it was this past weekend, but I wanted to talk about it because uh, it's a kind of a cool story. He organized a charity ride with all of the Peloton members in support of Hope Air. Hope Air is a Canadian charity that helps families in need with free air freights for critical medical treatment. How amazing is that? So over 50 riders hopped on and they got on the bike at noon Eastern. They rode on demand on the all for one ride and they raised over twenty one thousand dollars for Hope Air. Wow. Which represents over 80 flights for families in need. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And I just got to give a shout out to Mark Rubenstein because this is the third Peloton fundraiser that he has done, uh, that he's been involved with. Last year, he also organized a drive for food banks through the Facebook group and uh, participated in the U.S.-led Alzheimer's ride with Jen Sherman in 2019. And so he calls all this riding for good, sparked by the community of Peloton. His leaderboard name is Sinner Saint, which is pretty (laughs) perfect. (laughs) So thank you for all that you do, Mark. Yes, thank you very much. And finally, there are some uh, tribe wars a brewing. Yeah. Within the tread groups. All good tribe wars. Yes. So it's in the competitive spirit. You know, last year, if you're new to Peloton, you may not know this, but last year there was a, a really big kind of the first tread competition that there had been tread. There were all these people kind of getting together. I think it was treading through July. It was all started by Tammy Lynn, who is one of our lovely medical workers who's who's been in an absolute angel during this COVID crisis. She's yeah. the one we've talked about before that like goes into the rooms and like is with people when their Ooh. families can't be with gotcha. them. Another amazing member of our Peloton community. Well, uh, this year, it's a whole different thing. What we're going to do, we being the Peloton community, <laughs> uh, because I'm not actually organizing any of it. I'm just telling you about it. <laughs> but what they've done is they've set up this different uh, kind of competition between each of the tread instructors. So you pick an instructor and you and your tribe get points for every class that you do with said instructor. So if like you're on Maddie's team, for example, right. then, you know, every time you take a Maddie class, you get a point for your team. So I thought that was a great way to do it. Yeah. They figured out a way to balance it all out because they don't have even numbers. You know, not everybody has like, for example, sake, 100 people in each group. So they found a way to balance it. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the math here. Because I don't like math, but um, <laughs> they figured that out. So they've taken that into account. Going to be a lot of fun. So if you are interested in that, reach out, go to any of the tribes, the tread tribes, and you will find all the details. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right. Because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs. And you are certainly sacrificing taste 
texture, size. Yes. None of that with Hero Bread. No, because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs, they have like no substance to it. <laughs> it's like eating air. It is. And Hero Bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Tales about that. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of a skype phone is Gina Harney. Hey, Gina, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? It's great to chat with you. You too. Likewise. You were from the uh, fitness blog, Fitness Sista. Yes, it's actually Fitness Easta, but a lot of people say Fitness oh. Easta. So I'm like, I'll be your sister, like either way. Oh, I like okay. No, I like that better. I was like, I was going to ask you for special permission to still be able to call it Fitness Sister. Yeah, because we, absolutely, I we, feel dumb saying Sister. So like, I really like Fitness Easta. Right. Oh, I still, we've been saying it wrong, Tom. We got I, our name right and we said the blog wrong. I know, right? I still okay. call it because I feel Don't so. Don't worry we- about it. Yeah. So I like that way better. Thank yeah. you for the correction. Yes. Definitely. Oh, no problem. <laughs> so how did you originally come across Peloton? So I started using the app. It'll be probably three years this summer. Oh, wow. And yeah, we were living in South Georgia at the time. We are military and we've moved around quite a bit. And before we moved to South Georgia, we lived in San Diego. So I taught at an awesome gym there and we had like the lighting going on and the screens and classes were packed. And then we moved to this very small town And the vibe in the spin classes was just very different. It was very quiet. They didn't have like they had this tiny little sound system. And I just really missed that high energy kind of dance party club vibe. And I had heard about Peloton. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try this out. I had a spin bike in my garage 
And so I downloaded the app and I used it on my iPad, just propped up on my old school Johnny G spin bike. And <laughs> I fell in love with it. And I ended up getting the bike itself. It'll be about two years ago. And I love it so much. I still ride it so frequently because I kind of thought maybe in the back of my head, like, oh, this might be a novelty thing. Maybe sure. it'll wear off after a little while. I still ride it just as much, if not more than when I first bought it. Wow. That's I mean, that's really saying a lot because, uh, you know, typically I ask people what is their fitness level before Peloton. But I know I know that you just said you like were you were at a gym all the time. So you have been very active for, it seems like, a long time. So I was curious how you made Peloton kind of fit in with everything you already do. Yeah, it really was more of a convenience factor than anything. Um, my husband travels a lot. He's gone a lot. We have two small children. So it is the best way to get cardio at home where I'll actually push myself instead of just starting a video and being like, oh, I'm going to check Instagram now or do something else. <laughs> so I kind of just shuffle it in based on when he's gone, because I know that day I'm guaranteed to get an awesome workout. Well, that's a good way to do it. So tell us all about your blog and your podcast. It, and what's the name of your podcast? Is it also called Fitnessista? It is not, which is probably a bad branding move on my part. <laughs> it's called Healthy in Real Life. And I just wanted to get like real life perspectives on navigating a healthy lifestyle because I feel like there's so much noise and conflicting information out there. Like, let's just talk to real people and see what they do in their own routines that are simple things that anyone can implement. So podcast is called Healthy in Real Life. Um, I started the blog about 12 years ago. And oh, that wow. was also when we, we were first living in the very small town in Georgia where we lived. But we had just moved there. I had not made any friends yet. And I was just kind of yearning for some type of connection. And my it was also born out of the fact that my husband told me to please stop online shopping so much because <laughs> I was so bored. And every day, like a package would show up on the doorstep. He's like, just find a hobby, whatever you do, just please stop spending money. And I was like, okay, I'll start a blog. So I started it yeah, back then. And I really just wanted to kind of find a community, find people who are interested in the same types of things that I were. And I also just started working as a personal trainer. And some of my clients would ask me for workout ideas or healthy meal ideas. So I was like, okay, I'll just put it on this blog. And I didn't expect anyone to read it. But it's been amazing to just watch it grow. And it's been so awesome that I've been able to keep doing it because we have moved so much. And yeah, I can just kind of do it at home when the kiddos are sleeping. And it's been so cool to see this community and people connecting from all over the world. It's probably a good way to like bring your friends with you when you move like you. Oh, what a great point. You know, you've yes. got this little community that you've built and it doesn't matter where you go. They kind of they pack up and go along with you. Yes, absolutely. Because that is one of the hardest things about moving so often because you make your core group of friends and you're like, oh, I love hanging out with you, but we're going to be leaving in a year or two. And that kind of sucks. So yeah, that's such a great way to look at it. Wow. So how many times have you moved since you started the blog? Oh, my gosh. We were, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. We were in Georgia and then to Tucson and then San Diego, then back to Tucson, back to Georgia, back to Tucson. And we were also in North Carolina before I started the blog. So it's been been quite a few times. Bounced around a little bit. So and we can cut this out if need be. But like, are you on the lamb? 
She said it was military. <laughs> I think that's code. That's, she's there in the federal witness relocation program. Yeah. And they just use military. That, with quotations. Right. right I'm yes. making air quotes. You can't tell because it's a podcast. But that's what they... What they're calling that it. Awesome. They're like, here's our plan, but you have to stay. But uh, you have to stay in shape and cut your hair really short. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> so good. So when you started the blog, was like, was that a, a conscious choice of like, oh, I want to start this and maybe try and build it into something, or was it more just like, here's this like little thing I'm going to do on the side, and it just and what happens happens. I think it was more of a what happens happens kind of thing, but I almost feel like that was to my benefit. I feel like if you start a blog with the intention of monetizing it and you're like, I'm going to make X amount of money from this, it almost always fails because people can see right through that. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this for fun and connect with people and share information and just have fun with it and see where it goes. And that's kind of always been my goal for the blog, just see what happens. And then it's been kind of cool just to watch it unfold. Yeah, I, I agree that if, if it's not coming from a point of passion, yeah, like that shines through pretty it, quickly. It does. I totally agree with you. I think I think that one thing that it stands above the rest is being your authentic self. And I feel like from the blog post I read, you are being your authentic self or, or you're a really good liar because it just seems like <laughs> such a, a natural place. I mean, you're talking about everything from workouts to being a mom to, you know, a good, healthy things to eat. Like you've got this huge range of topics, but all about living a healthy life, which is just fabulous. Yeah, thank you so much. And I feel like it's made it easier to pivot too when you don't have a set path in place because so much has changed since I first started the blog. It's been really easy to be like, oh, well, I'm going to do this now. No big deal. I, I have a question. So do you think having the blog has made you more accountable to stay on track through different ups and downs of your life? Oh, that's a great question. I absolutely think so. I think it, if anything, it helps me just kind of focus on the positive side of things. A lot of people are like, oh, you're so happy all the time. You're so optimistic. And it's like, Ashley, like I'm really not all the time, but <laughs> people don't want to read about that. So it kind of forces you to look at the bright side. I mean, especially with what we're going through right now, um, pandemic, right. <laughs> people don't want to see doom and gloom, they want to see things that make them feel good. So I feel like it's just really been such a positive, like blessing in my life to look at the bright side of things. Because like moving all the time has been hard. There have been other things that have happened that have been difficult, but I'm sure. But yeah. I mean, 12 years is a long time to do anything. And I know that doing the podcast makes me stay focused on having to continuously keep my workouts up. Like if I would just feel so fake if we were doing a podcast about Peloton and I wasn't using the Peloton, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I have the Peloton, but it's a clothing rack in right. my garage. So listen I, to my podcast. <laughs> ironically, I have no issues of any kind with doing that. That's because I you started there. You, how many rides have you done, Tom? Zero. Zero? No. Really? He's never, he's never even sat on the bike. Yeah. What? Wow. Is it you just don't want to or what way? I'm lazy. Okay. <laughs> just don't feel like it. Yeah. Do you like to do any other things for fitness or not your thing or? No. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How, how many rides have you done, Crystal? I am coming up on 700 rides. Wow. That is amazing. Thank Plus, you. You've got the tread. Yes. So you got all that going I on. I do. I've been mixing in the runs and then I've been doing uh, a tonal. So I've been doing strength and, and then I recently got the fight camp. So I've been, I've been kind of like rotating through all of them. So it's oh. been, it's been really great. I'll do what I really like to do is do a tonal and then kind of rotate through the different cardio so it's been great okay so bike versus tread what are your thoughts there oh my gosh they, they how do i even i have really learned to love running which is so shocking to me because yeah. one i'm like super slow like i am like a legit turtle whenever i run and so whenever i say running you know it's really jogging but i'm getting faster and i really love the freedom of it i mean i i enjoy the bike very much. I love the bike. The bike's always been my first love, but mm-hmm. being able to just run and feel like, I don't know, it's, it's, there's this freedom that comes with running and I love being able to go really, really fast. I feel more effective when I run than I do when I bike, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so you have the bike. Do you don't, yeah. you do not have the tread. I don't have the tread, but I want the tread. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. It's a beautiful piece of machinery. Oh, yes. We need it. We have the bike in my office. Yes. And I have this like chaise lounge against the wall. And I'm like, the tread would fit so perfectly right there instead of that couch and be more enjoyable for me. So I just just worry. I worry for you, though, if you have to move a lot like that thing is massive. Oh, yeah. We're in Tucson for good now. Oh, you are? Yes. Well, congrats on just being able to be stable. Like I can't. Thank you. And thank you to your husband for his service. I don't mean to at all belittle that, but I'm (laughs) so excited for you to be stable and sit in one place. (laughs) Oh, thank you. We don't even know what it feels like. We're still getting used to that idea. We're like, oh, we can actually do things to our house now. We can remodel (laughs) some things. We're actually going to be here. So nice. Oh, my friends, I don't have to leave you. (laughs) Yes. So good. That's wonderful. You absolutely should get the tread then. Absolutely. I'm I'm so excited for you. Take the money you would have spent on moving expenses. (laughs) Yes. And apply it towards a tread. I shouldn't say this because her husband can kick the shit out of me. Mm, That's true, Tom. Big tough military, and I am not. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I think he would like the tread, though. I got him to ride the bike. He's done it about a handful of times now, and he really liked it. So, but I think he'd like the tread even more. I. It's a very different vibe, but like. In all the best ways, it's still the same. You know, you still get those really great, encouraging and inspirational instructors and this amazing content to tell you how to correct your form and your breathing. And and I love that mm. they have hill runs and they have uh, endurance runs and they have hit runs. Like, I just I love that I don't have to think like I really think that a, a big portion of exercise my entire life that I've been avoiding it is is not knowing what I need to do to be effective. And so having all these tools tell me what I need to do next is just brilliant. I love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it takes the guesswork out of all of it. And that's another reason why I love it, too, because I'm a personal trainer. I can create my own workouts, but it's so nice to not have to think about it and have someone else do it for me. Yes. Yes, I get that. What what other workouts do you do? Um, I like to do pretty much everything. Weekly, I'll probably do like two Peloton rides. I'll do like a bar class or yoga class. I lift weights a couple times a week. I might do some HIIT training. I love hot yoga. 
So I'll kind of just mix and match depending on how I'm feeling right now. It's been a little different because we've been home for like 16 days now. So I've been doing lots of home workouts, lots of streaming workouts just up in the office or in the garage. That's great. And I hope you probably already know that Peloton does yoga as well. Yes. And Dennis teaches yoga. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I love Dennis. <laughs> we could tell. Uh, we yes. all we all love Dennis. <laughs> I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah. You're okay with Dennis? He seems nice enough. But... <laughs> He's so smart, too. Like, we interviewed yeah. him and he really shocked me. He shocked me because he's like such a a very photogenic person and also so incredibly smart and can talk to you about like things like books and literature and how important words are. He's a really intelligent guy. Hmm. So those things don't normally go together. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that. (laughs) But yet you you say all the time how smart I am. (laughs) And funny. (laughs) Don't forget the funny, Tom. No, I'm remembering the funny. It's just... I don't remember the photogenic aspect. So, Gina. Um... <laughs> no, I, I'm just enjoying listening to this whole thing. <laughs> I think you're adorable, yeah, Tom. That's, hmm, that's an interesting pivot. <laughs> so how do you combine all the different workouts you do into a schedule? Like, how do you know what's best to do when? Do you just do what feels good or do you focus on different aspects? How do you, how do you know? I try to get at least two to three solid strength workouts a week. So some type of weightlifting, I'll do a split. Either I'll do total body all those three days, or I might do like an upper day, lower day, total body day. So weight training, I always kind of shuffle in first and then I'll add in cardio. So that's usually Peloton or I might go for a hike outside and then I'll have kind of like a wild card day in there. So that will be bar, body pump, yoga, something different. That's great. And I always do strength first too, because I'm too exhausted after cardio to do strength properly. Yeah, that's smart. That's a smart way to do it. Or I feel like if I don't plan out the strength days, I kind of let them go because I don't think strength is as much fun as cardio. So I would do cardio every day if I if I could. Absolutely. I love I love how I feel after having done the strength. But Mm -hmm. I I don't I don't think it's as fun as cardio. It's just like, I don't know, cardio, you can just like shut your brain off and just have a great time. But strength, you got to really focus. Yes, exactly. It's fun to just zone out. Have you tried any of the new dance cardio workouts? Yes. Okay. So, are they so good? Oh my god, they're they're, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a very blatant reminder about how little uh, I can dance. I have no skill in that area, and I have no rhythm. And um, I had a great time though, and that's really all that matters. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. They're fabulous. I did the uh, 20 minute. It was uh, Rebecca and Jess King and it was a blast. Oh, fun. I like them. Yeah. And we were remarking about how like Tom was watching us and he was like, is Jess like a nat? Is like, does she have a background in dance? And I was like, yeah, she does. Because like you can just tell when she's dancing how fluid the changes of movements are, you know, okay. versus versus like uh, Rebecca, who comes from more of a gymnastics very uh like very specific like hitting each of those movements yeah, very, very like precisely yeah hers oh, was very okay. was with great precision it was i know this is a vocal term but it was very staccato yes. like not bad but just like boom 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 where we're just king had more of a uh like a, like, a, like a dance a fluidity to it yes. like you know i like musicals <laughs> 
God. And, and you did the dance workout too, right? No, but I took pictures of, of her so she oh, could Oh, there you them. go. So I made myself useful. He did. Yeah. I even went up the I went up the steps. And like got an artsy view. Got so I could get a good view from from the landing. So I mean, going up steps is like exercising. Right, yeah. right. That counts. Yeah, just, for sure. And you got some good angles too. Right. That's, he did. Impressive. He yeah. did. Wow, she's giving you a lot of credit. There, I know. Tom. It's very nice of her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how long have you been a personal trainer? I started in 2008, so it was a few months before I started the blog. And what led to that? Were you just like doing all the time? Just you loved it, or was like what caused all that? Oh yeah, it's kind of interesting. So I actually have a finance degree, and we I had a job offer out of college, which I wasn't able to take because we were moving somewhere else, uh-huh. and I was already engaged. So when we first got to Georgia, it was just very much a good old boy network. So it was all about who you know and who who's your dad. And they look at my resume and be like, well, you're from Arizona. You moved to North Carolina and now you're here. What's going on? So I feel like military was almost like a big red X on my resume. It was very hard to get a job in the finance industry where we were. So I was very into fitness at the time. During college, I taught at a dance studio and that was my favorite thing. I grew up dancing And so when we first started moving, I felt like group fitness was the closest thing I could get to dancing. So I started to take a lot of fitness classes and that's when I decided to become a group fitness instructor. And so when we had moved to Georgia, I was like, you know what? This finance thing isn't working out right now. Maybe if we move again, that'll be great. But I'll just start to work as a trainer and see how it goes. And then it just kind of went from there. So I have a lot of people that are in my network here locally, so in St. Louis, that they say they're trying to be a trainer, but it's it's really hard to make a good living off of that. Did you find that that was the case or did you do you think it's like times have changed because it's obviously it's been a decade. I have no idea if that changes over time or if maybe it just depends on on who you are and what kind of contacts you have. I don't know. It really depends on your experience and where you live. So when I first started working in Georgia, I was just getting paid hourly as a trainer and it was very low. But compare that to when I was in San Diego, it was like six times as much as I was making there. So it just kind of, yeah, it just really depends where you are. Yeah, it's it's just very volatile everywhere you go. But it is hard to make a living as a trainer because you are paid by the hour, they're usually off hours too. So people work. So they want to see you really early in the morning or in the evening. So yeah, it's just a lot of shuffling. Yeah, I bet. And it's probably hard because as soon as you, for you specifically, because as soon as you'd start to build up a clientele, you'd move. Exactly. Exactly. So it was nice because by the time we moved from Georgia, my blog had pretty much become a full-time income. So I didn't have to depend on training anymore. Congrats. That's nice. That's fabulous. Thank you. It's nice when the side hustle takes off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When the side hustle becomes the main hustle. Yeah. You're giving us hope. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed. So uh, I noticed that uh, you have a very significant portion of your website dedicated to postpartum fitness. Yes. So uh, I'm just curious. I say what led to that. I guess it's pretty obvious what led to that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you had a baby but, uh, but I guess what made you feel like uh, Dedicating so much of your site And focus to that 
I just feel like there is such a lack of information out there for pregnant mamas and postpartum mamas because I experienced it myself with our firstborn. She is eight now. But even as a trainer and a group fitness instructor, the amount of education you get regarding that is so small. We have a chapter in our training book and it's like two paragraphs in special populations. And there was so much I had to learn the hard way. So I was really dedicated to just researching as much as possible and just compiling it. I created a postpartum fitness plan. It's called Post Baby Bod. And everything I learned, I just put it into that PDF file because I was like, I even as a fitness professional, I didn't know any of this information. And I jumped back into it way too quickly. I was teaching at a health resort at the time and I was two months postpartum taking this high impact Tabata <gasps> class so that oh. I knew how to teach it as soon as I came back to work. Just like jumping and doing all these crazy Oof. things that I think about now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Mm. Because the crazy thing is that even if you feel well, you're like, I feel great. I feel back to quote normal. There's so much internal healing that has to transpire. So you have no idea what's going on internally. And you could be doing these things and it could really affect you for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think back to that time period. I mean, it's been it's been 13 years now. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't in shape going into my pregnancy. And I when I came out of my pregnancy, I actually lost quite a bit of weight just because I was so like really bloated. It was I was pregnant during the summer, like the very end of my pregnancy was during the summer. And mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, uh, I was able to nurse. And so that helped, you know, get rid of the excess weight, too. But Man, just going for a walk was exhausting, you know, just absolutely exhausting. And I remember wanting to get back into shape, but like not feeling like not feeling like my body could handle that, like jumping mm -hmm. that impact. Like when you talk about that, I'm like, ah, I'm like just cringing because I can't yes. even imagine, you know, and there's lots of women that have their their abdominal muscles are torn or they're not back together. And or so they're I, literally cut apart depending yeah. on the yeah. birth of choice you exactly know? exactly so it's it's a whole different ball game and i know i know i've seen on um peloton platforms many times that people are asking for you know pre and postnatal exercises so i think that's fabulous that you were able to focus on that and give people so much information oh thank you and i feel like too so many women are so anxious and so excited to finally get back into their quote normal routines so the second you get that clearance, you're like, yes, I'm free. I'm going to go run six miles. And it's like, well, you couldn't run six miles yesterday. So why, why do you think you could do that today? And I feel like that's frustrating as well, because you go for your six or eight week postpartum checkup and they're like, okay, just go back to whatever you were doing. It's like, well, you don't know what I was doing before I got pregnant. Like maybe I was I don't know, a scuba diver or a ninja. Like, you don't know <laughs> what that <laughs> includes. Well, you, you couldn't so I have just been don't, a there's no guidance. You couldn't have been a ninja because <laughs> yeah. cause your husband would have never been able to find you to get you pregnant. <laughs> that is true. I mean, just think it through. That is true. But they don't know if you're like a cage fighter. People are going to be kicking and like punching at you. Like, they have no idea. And they, there's no step-by-step -step guidance. Like, okay, maybe first few weeks you should try this. If that feels good, progress to this. They're just like, all right, you look good. You're free. Go back to whatever you're doing. I'm like, That's uh, so true. Okay. So backing up in the timeline a little bit, I'm just curious of, of 
what the thought process what like what what happened to your head when you're like hey i'm a personal trainer i've got this blog that's doing well and i've kind of built my whole world around fitness and and i'm pregnant and i'm very excited but oh what do i do while i'm pregnant like did you have to like kind of reconsider what all what your profession looked like while you're pregnant no, actually, which is crazy now. <laughs> I look so, back at it because I was, I like, was oh, teaching. Oh, am I a jerk for asking that? Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because I was teaching at a health resort when I got pregnant with our first daughter. So there were, I think, over 100 fitness classes on the schedule each week. And we were expected to be able to teach 75% of those classes. So I was out there at the pool teaching aqua fitness. I was inside doing like boot camps, treadmill classes. I taught Zumba until I was like 36 weeks pregnant and our boss walked past the dance studio and I was up there just like shaking it with my giant belly and she just waved her finger like, no, no, like you are done. So that's when they pulled me out. But just looking back on the things I did while I was pregnant and knowing what I know now, it's like, oh, that's why you had abdominal separation. Oh, that's why this happened. So yeah, it, it was an interesting profession to be in during my entire pregnancy and teaching so many classes each week. I'm sure that makes a lot of moms at home feel better that like you were in this profession and did not know all of the things. And so <laughs> I know yes. I know women have a tendency to beat ourselves up over not doing everything perfectly. So <laughs> oh, totally, totally. And just looking back too, I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was just interesting to see the comparison with my first and second pregnancy because I had learned so much the first time around. And a lot of that was from sitting in the the locker room with my colleagues and being like, Hey, why are people still doing sit-ups or bicycles while they're pregnant? Because women would come to the resort and like, should we do that? Is that safe? They're like, no, that is not safe. This is why. So they were really huge resource for me too. So what do you think with your fitness regimen was the biggest change from pregnancy one to pregnancy two? Pregnancy two, I wasn't teaching nearly as many fitness classes. So round one, I was teaching about 15 per week, which is a lot. And a lot of them were really active teaching classes. So dance cardio and Zumba. We had this like world beat class with drummers. That was really fun and awesome. But second pregnancy, I was only teaching six per week. I also did yoga teacher training during that time, which was so valuable and informational And I just, I took it easier on myself and I, I just noticed a big difference in how I felt. I didn't feel so worn down during my first pregnancy. I felt like I had to nap every single day and second pregnancy, number one, you can't nap because you have a toddler running around, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I just took it easier on myself. And I also did a physical therapy after our second birth, and that taught me so much. And that helped a lot with creating my postpartum fitness plan. So I could use like physical therapist backed exercises. Do you think that there's like one thing that moms ask you over and over again that you feel like everybody should know or can benefit from? Mm, That's a good question. I think a lot of women want to know when they can go back to impact exercises. That's pretty common. And honestly, I wouldn't go back to impact exercises until you're at least 16 weeks postpartum. And that feels like an eternity after the baby is born. 
but it's so worth it just to protect your pelvic floor and just to ease into it slowly. Um, Cause like I mentioned before, a lot of women are so excited to get back into their routine. So it's really hard to wait, but that would be my number one. Just wait 16 weeks postpartum until you're running, jumping and doing any type of plyometric exercises. The women are almost as excited as the husbands are. <laughs> I know, right? Like, speaking They're like, of hey, how'd your checkup go? I was like, oh, it's a no-go. She said, got to wait a few more weeks at least. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, what'd the dentist say? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wrong podcast. <honey>. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for having a great sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, so good. So being a trainer, uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are on Peloton content. Oh, well, I love it, obviously. I love the (laughs) variety. I think that they make it so accessible for different fitness levels. It's so easy to modify. One thing I do think that they're lacking, I did this in my like full Peloton review post that I wrote is I don't think there's any type, I don't know if maybe they did this and I can't find it, but they, I think it would be so smart on their behalf and so intuitive if they use their algorithms and technology just to create like a custom schedule based on the classes you like to take. Yes. So it's like, Hey Gina, I saw that you did two classes two like hit classes last week, we added in some strength classes and a yoga class to create a more balanced weekly routine. Do you want to try it? Yes or no? Like, and that would be so amazing. I love that. I absolutely love that. Although I would also say I could see seeing that and feeling a lot of pressure because I'd be like, but I'm already doing these other things. (laughs) No, that's true. That's a good point. I just feel like a lot of people don't know how to balance their Peloton classes into a balanced schedule. Like there are some people who ride the bike every single day, which is awesome. You know, you're getting great cardio, but might not be doing any strength classes or any types of stretching or mobility work. And that would be such an easy thing for them to just have a sample schedule on the screen somewhere. Really? And to take your idea and just just like tweak it a little bit for somebody like me, you could say, what other things are you doing outside of Peloton? You know, like, and then they could use that to tweak that all together. Because, yes. because I, I do think that that is, that is something that's missing. And I feel like a lot of people... I think that's why when they just have the bike, they love the bike because you just get on every day and you ride mm-hmm. and you don't have to think about that. But... As I have learned as I'm getting older, doing that strength is so incredibly important and it helps with mobility. It helps with stretching. It helps with being stronger and feeling good uh, as you do your daily activities. And so I do think that that people could benefit from having the strength recommendations, having the yoga recommendations. I think those are I think that's a really smart idea. I really like that. Yeah, I think that would be really cool because if you think about the movement on the spin bike, you're doing it every single day. You have that like flexion in your knee and at your ankle and your hips. It just so often so much repetitive movement can lead to like injury. It can even just lead to that like nagging knee pain or hip pain. So by doing that, I think they would have like built in longevity because people would not be injuring themselves and be able to balance it a little bit better with everything they offer because they offer so many different types of classes. They do. Yeah, it's really good. Yes. So I feel like I know the answer to this one. (laughs) But what is your leaderboard name? 
Oh, it's quad hangover. I was wrong. You were very oh. wrong. <laughs> I just assumed it would be fitness easter no. i am inconsistent at branding <laughs> just have different names for everything <laughs> which is actually pretty adorable i, I like go, it go through and you know like merge all that like, i know yeah. maybe she doesn't want about everybody. it yeah. but like, i kind of like being on the leaderboard and then someone just not like if someone reads my blog they're like oh there's gina oh she's behind me i'm beating her like i just like being just someone random on there. I, you know? I do I get, get that. that. I do get that. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And, you know, um, we we really didn't talk about your blog that you wrote that kind of started this whole conversation. Oh, that's true. Uh, I forgot to include that in the questions, but Whoops. I want to do that now. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. tell us tell us what inspired you to write about your favorite instructors. I thought you did such a great job of breaking each one down. Oh, thank you. So I've done a few Peloton posts on my blog and they are in my top post pretty much every day, I just think so many people are searching for Peloton related content right now. And I did a survey. I do like an annual blog survey, just asking readers what they want to see, if they have any topic requests. And a very common was one was for me to break down my favorite instructors. So that's why I wrote that one. And it's funny because they've been my core favorites this entire time. Like they've brought in new instructors that are great and I'll take their classes a couple of times, but I always gravitate back towards the same ones. I really think that that is an ongoing thing with everyone. I, I think that regardless of who you connect with, it does it does not matter. You have you have like three or four that everybody tends to gravitate to. I mean, they're a different three or four for you versus me versus everybody else. But like mm -hmm. there, there tends to be this strong connection with a few, you know, and, and there's probably one that you have above all others, you know, and I don't want to put you on too much on the spot, but. <laughs> oh, yes, it's Cody. One hundred percent. He is just he is a party of a human being. He is amazing. And I feel like even though his classes aren't necessarily the hardest, like I don't think I've ever PR'd in a Cody ride. They always make me laugh and I have a smile on my face and he just really makes working out fun, which I think is so important. I completely agree. I feel like Peloton made working out fun for me. And I, that's why I keep coming back to it because it's it, I, I working out was never something I enjoyed ever before Peloton. Yeah. And, and now it's just like, I love it. I look forward to it. And, and honestly, since this whole pandemic thing has occurred I, I really I I'm a different person when I don't work out like it really brings me back to a a calm peaceful place compared to what I don't exercise <laughs> oh my gosh I'm right there with you like I was looking at my watch app on my phone where it shows the little circles how many you completed each day and March is just full because I've had to work out every day to keep my sanity pretty much with everything going on. But it is like you said, they made working out fun for so many people. And what a great way to have some sense of community when so many of us are isolated right now. I could not agree more. It's, yes. it's been fantastic. Yes. And I didn't give him a proper shout out in the blog post, but I have to give credit to DJ John Michael because he is amazing. Like every class that he is in, I'm like, I know this is going to be a great one. <laughs> it, his energy and and the things I don't know if you follow him. Um, well, yeah, you, you do. You said you follow him on Facebook. Uh, his yeah. the the posts that he make are they're just so. 
sometimes so obvious, but like you don't think about like you don't spend the time focused on the specific thoughts. And it's just like, yes, of course, that makes perfect sense to me. And I, I needed to hear that today. He just has a great outlook. I love following him. Yes. And I just love his dance moves and his <laughs> lip syncing. He's just he's so fun. Do you follow him on Instagram, too? I do. OK, so you know about COVID disco. Oh, no, I did not see that. <laughs> ah, OK, so every day at 6 p.m. Eastern, he is going live and doing doing a Stop. DJ. Seriously. OK, that's, that's on the plan for today. <laughs> COVID disco is happening. <laughs> you will have so much fun. It's great to watch him just uh, doing his thing back there behind yes, the table. Yes, that's With so fun. So have you met many of the instructors in real life? Yeah, because we go to uh, homecoming. So we've gotten to meet uh, quite a few. I haven't gotten to take that many classes (laughs) that I would like to take. Um, But I have gotten to meet them. We've because when we're there for homecoming, uh, they tend to have like all these different opportunities that you could interact with the uh, instructors. And so I have had the opportunity to meet several of them over the years. But they're just as fabulous in person as they are on the screen. They really are. That is so cool. Is homecoming canceled this year or is it just postponed? It's canceled. canceled. Oh, that's what I thought. That's so sad. I mean, obviously, I did not go last year, but the classes that they filmed during it were so amazing. Yeah. And it's like a double whammy because they just opened their new studio. So it would have been an introduction to the new studio. And I know. Yeah, it's a bummer. We're we're kind of thinking that if if all this like uh, dies down, we might take a, a trip in the last quarter of the year up there and just do a little a little uh, HRI of our own for the clip out and go up yes. there and, and and just have a chance to see everybody that we didn't get to see. Cause I, I just can't bear the thought of going a whole nother year. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Seriously. But, okay. but none of Manhattan is all that right. big. So, um, yeah. but I think it's like, I think it's a uh, really close, fairly close still. And then they moved, they moved the, um, the headquarters are moving too over to Hudson oh, Yards as well. Okay. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see them in person. Cause I think the new studios are gorgeous and I love the new angles. I think they're so cool. Yes. They get so fancy now. They'll do the like underneath shot. Yes. They're teaching, and I'm like, Oh, look at you guys. <laughs> I know. Don't you think that's brave? Like I would not feel comfortable with somebody coming at me from that angle, you know, but no, they, they look good doing it though. I, uh, there's a lot of mixed reviews. Surprisingly, there's people that are are very anti the new shots. Why? Well, they feel like they're a little too up in their business. I was wondering about that. Yeah. When I would, I heard like coming up from below and like, "Mm." but it's not like to me, it doesn't look vulgar. It's just like, you know, like, you know what I think of is um, like videos from the 1980s, whenever the singer would be on stage and the, they would be like the guitarist would like do his little thing across the stage and they would like come at the, come at him. Like that's, that's what it reminds me. They were shooting from the pit. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. I put it in rock terms for Tom because yes. he's all about pop culture and music. So <laughs> makes it easier. Spoon feed it to me. Well, since you don't get on the bike, yeah. You have to... <laughs> and yeah, that's not a flattering angle for most people. But I'm thinking when you're like 0.2 percent body fat, right? Yeah, you can pull oh, that yeah. off. <laughs> makes it a I lot easier. I would have easier. like four chins, but like Robin, oh, you looks would not. So I've good. Seen... She looks we... so good from below like that. I'm like, it, it's just very artsy. It it is, but I saw pictures of you yeah. on your blog. You know, so the, no, you don't get to has, say that. The internet has pictures on it. You know that, right? Like that's... 
<laughs> I mean, like when you have the below angle, though, it's kind of like when you open your phone and it's accidentally in selfie mode and you're right. like, oh, no, like, I, yeah. I feel like it would be like that situation. My phone always says raise the angle for a more flattering photo. I'm like, OK, I get yeah. it. Like, I It know. does tell you that? <laughs> it does. You're like that, that's it's just, a little upsetting. You're like, it's that's little... just hurtful. I know, right? <laughs> Although sometimes when it's on selfie mode, I'm like, oh, no wonder the kids are so scared of me. <laughs> Makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> You're funny. That's so funny. So, How many kids do you guys have? So I have two boys, and she has a daughter. So yeah, we okay. are blended. Yes, we're a blended family. So oh, okay, I love it. Yeah, and and you said you have two. Yes. And so, what are their ages now? They're four and eight. Aww. They're still yeah, little. They're <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they're still little. We're, I'm hitting the point where I am struggling a little bit, trying to figure out how to keep them entertained all day long, but kind of just taking it day by day. I totally get that. And I, I completely empathize with you. Also, those days where they love you and think you're smart and they hug you or, you know, you still get them. And when you have teenagers, you don't. No. Oh, no. So. They're, a, they're a lot easier to keep occupied because yeah. they'll just sit in a room and sulk. But, but um, yeah. But like you are the dumbest person when they turn 13. Oh, and no. um, yeah, like, you know, nothing. You don't understand them. And oh. uh, you, you you no longer need hugs unless they want something. So. Oh, yeah. wow. So I, I miss the four year old days, especially. Okay. A yeah, lot. the four four is very sweet. Eight, she's very sweet, too, but she's definitely getting a little bit more into that kind of questioning, questioning yes. mom and constant negotiations. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Yes. Sydney, my daughter went through, uh, I would say she was very early on in the teenage years. It was like 10 to 11 was much worse than what we got going on now, actually. Okay. That's what I'm kind of hoping. I'm like, maybe we're just going through this early. (laughs) Get it out of the way. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) good luck to you either way, because I know it's hard having kids at home while you do all the other things. So yeah, no, it's it's been interesting. But hopefully the thing will be over sooner rather than later. We're all hoping so. Yeah, fingers crossed. Definitely. Yes, yes. So uh, do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton? Oh, my gosh. Advice. Isn't that kind of I, what you do for I don't even living? know what to say. I would just enjoy. You know, enjoy. I would say try try a, quite a few instructors before you get stuck with just one because there are so many different ones and so many different personality types. They use different motivation strategies. So if you try a couple and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if they're the right fit for me, just keep trying different people because you will find your Peloton instructor soulmate. Like dating. Yes, exactly. That's. I think that's great advice. That's very good advice. Yeah. So, so who is your favorite then? Who is your favorite cycling yeah, instructor? I've, I've been really letting this out of the bag a lot lately. I feel. I feel a little sad. Um. I my my go to the one that like just speaks to me the way Cody speaks to you is Jen Sherman. Like I, I feel the same way about Jen Sherman as you do about Cody. Like no matter how I feel when I get on that ride, I am smiling by the end and it just I feel like I feel like she connects with the people on the bike I feel like uh, she's you know real like I feel like she's a real person mm-hmm. on and off the bike if that makes sense I like they're all real I people. know I know I was like that's not a really a good <laughs> sentence but I, I'm hoping you know what I mean by that <laughs> no no I know what you mean like you can actually relate to them like, yes. they don't seem like a like a video game character or something like that like an avatar on the screen <laughs> yes but I've only taken like two of her classes and that was a long time ago so maybe I need to try her classes again 
I think if you're going to try her classes again, I would highly recommend to you the um, epic sing-alongs and the football Ooh. rides because those are some of my favorites. The The sing-alongs are just, they're a party on the bike. And okay. uh, I, I just, you can't, there's no way you can get on one of those rides and not feel like a million bucks when you get off the ride. Just oh, I love it. Okay, I'll absolutely do that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. <laughs> I guess before we go, um, remind everybody all the places that they can find your stuff. Sure. So on the blog, I am at fitnessista.com. So it's just fitnessista.com. Instagram at fitnessista. And then my podcast is called Healthy in Real Life. Perfect. Awesome. And I'm assuming they can get that anywhere podcasts are available. Yes, that's correct. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. You have a great rest of your weekend and hang in there. <laughs> okay. You too. <laughs> thank Thanks you. again. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So I guess that brings another one to a close. Uh, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Uh, another fun treat. We are going to be talking to NFL player Jeff Schwartz. Awesome. So that'll be a good one. Yes. Yeah. So until then, where can people find you? People can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the tread and the bike at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group uh, of course on the bike don't forget to use the hashtag the clip out plug that in before or on we... the tread your or peloton profile yes there we go sorry <laughs> sometimes i forget <laughs> um and of course uh be sure and subscribe to the show wherever you're getting your podcast and swing on by the sign up for our newsletter so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running 